The fact that you walk into a meeting as a sales professional and you're going to ask a question that's new or different and you go for it, you should feel very happy. You should feel a sense of pride because you just did something new. You did something different. You took the chance. And if it doesn't go right, so be it. It was one instance. Show yourself some compassion. Maybe role play a little bit more next time, but go for it again. Don't stop. How do you define failure? If you see failure as a setback, you're not alone. In this episode, Dan breaks down why high performers need to shift their view of failure and offers practical tips to help you level up your mindset. You'll learn to embrace failure as feedback and a crucial learning tool in your process. Let's get to it. I'm Kylie Schmitz. I'm Dan Lappin, and this is Breaking Sales, a non-conformist take on rejecting the sales status quo. Join the Lappin 180 team as we break the tried and died sales tactics and techniques that are failing you and your prospects. Dan, what's the definition of failure? I guess you would say the official definition is a lack of success or inability to meet an expectation. I would not agree with that. How would you define failure? I would define failure as not trying. So if we go back to the official definition, what about that definition do you not like? Lack of success is very subjective. I don't like that definition at all. Let's think about it. If someone wants to lose, say, 30 pounds, and on that journey to lose 30 pounds, they build a process of changing some of their daily routines and eating habits, going to the gym, hiring a coach, and going through all those experiences consistently, and they lose 25 pounds, to me, that person still was successful. And it had nothing to do with the 25 pounds. It had everything to do with the discipline and the courage to set upon the journey itself and stick to the process that they created. Because even if you lose the 30 pounds, does that really change you? Not really. But the process that you committed to and the courage you had to go through that process, I feel like that's a far better indication of, of changing something about yourself than just the 30 pounds itself. You know, Dan, a lot of people don't realize that they have this fear of failure and how it's permeating different aspects of their life and what they try or what they don't try. Would you agree? 100%. I, we see it every day in our coaching. People who have been successful up to this point in time, again, success can be subjective, but they taste success, they achieve success or experience it. So often they stop. They stop trying new things. They're open to the academic side of learning new things, but they don't push forward to apply them. And it's not until you apply something. It's not until you feel that, that hesitancy of, do I do this and do I not? And then you push through it until you truly learn something about yourself or you truly learn something about the situation or you learn something about that skill. Otherwise, it just remains academic on a piece of paper or in a book. And I do feel like applying new ideas and skills when one has already been successful is a huge inhibitor to success moving forward. And in that case, I feel like that person's failing because 
even though they're learning stuff, they're not applying it. They're not changing anything. They're not doing anything different. They're not creating anything different. That's failure. How have you recognized those moments in your life when maybe you're failing to see the opportunity to change or do something different? I sometimes feel that pressure because I've been coaching for a while that I have to have a lot of answers, even though I know the power of what we do comes more through how we help people think. It comes through the questions that we ask our client. You still feel that pressure to have the answers. And when we feel that pressure to have the answers, it's like that pressure to be right all the time. Sometimes, Kylie, we do a good job here of pushing through the perception of failure and we do try things new, but there are other times we don't. When I think about this journey about writing a book, I think that's a really good example for me where I've always looked at writing a book as an outcome, purely as an outcome. Will it be good? Will people like it? Will they use it? Will they buy it? All outcome focused. But recently I've been thinking about the process and the journey of what that would be in detail to write the book. I've been thinking about how would I do it? Would I do it on my own? Would I do it through a publisher, a co-author? How would I structure my schedule around the business, around my coaching? How long would it take? You know, what's how would I write it? Would I write it with facts, stories, and content? Would I write it as a fable? And as I started thinking about all those things, I thought about, okay, so if I write the book, and I cross the finish line and it's published, does that change who I am? And I thought, the answer is no. But if I put myself through that process and I face the self-doubt or the hesitation that I feel, does that change who I am? And the answer is 100% yes. So how do we overcome that fear of failure so that we can get something started? I think one of the things that I find holds me back sometimes is this stupid ass need for immediate gratification. I mean, think about it, right? If I was going to write a book, I'm going to be doing things completely different that I'm not used to doing at a far deeper, higher level. The discipline I'm going to have, the time spent on it, I'm not used to any of that. I mean, writing LinkedIn posts, workbooks, articles is a lot different. I have to get rid of the need for any kind of immediate gratification in that process. It could be days and weeks of consternation, some struggle. You have to understand that it's about the journey. It's about what you're learning about yourself, I think. That becomes the gratification. Well, and as you're explaining all of this, Dan, it sounds a lot like the journey that our clients take in prospecting. 100% whether it's prospecting or whether it's their conversations, it's both. We hear all the time from clients, do I need to change my messaging? I'm not getting responses. Do I need to switch up my cold call intro because people aren't answering the phone? Or I asked this question and I didn't get a good answer. And you're right, Kylie, those are great examples. I I think we have to move out of the short term and into the long term. You ask a question once and you don't get a good answer, you get a surface level answer, you put one unit of effort in and you didn't get a unit of results back, what do you do? You just stop? Do you quit? That's failure. It's, it's pushing forward. We both know there's a lot that goes into 
being a high performer in sales. Our whole podcast is, is based off of that. And if you go back to any one of the episodes, there's always an emphasis on mindset. In order to ask those tough questions, in order to send out those emails, those LinkedIn invites, in order to place the phone call to that prospect when you haven't heard a single response from them, you have to be willing to fail. Part of failure is letting go of that outcome and focusing on just the act of doing and not worrying about where it ends up. You know, I, I read something interesting this weekend, and I don't know if it fits here, Kylie, but you've heard of it, the beginner's mindset. Uh, I had an old boss called the dummy curve <laughs> where he talked about uh, the newer you are at something, the more you're willing to fail because you don't know any better. One way or another, what's what works, what doesn't work. So you're willing to try anything and figure out what's my process here. What's funny is in, for all of us to get to where we are today, we had to learn skills and we had to accept a degree and level of failure in that process. And then all of a sudden we start tasting success and then we stop. We get comfortable with feeling good about what we currently do and the results that it achieves. But the problem is if you're listening and you want to achieve more, you're going to have to start allowing yourself to get uncomfortable and start doing things differently and learning new skills again. First time you play a sport, most of the time, right, you screw up. But if it's something you're passionate about, what do you do? Keep playing the game. Not only do you keep playing the game, but what do you, what do, you do when you're not playing the game? Practicing. You're practicing. Why do you practice? So that you can perform when the moment counts. And when you practice, are you going to make mistakes? Oh, yeah. That's where you're supposed to make the mistakes. So in essence, practicing is where you make mistakes. Practicing is where you fail. It's where you get the feedback. So are you really failing when you practice? No, you're working toward what? Progress. Progress. You're working towards success. I think a lot of our clients are afraid to fail. And because of that, they hold themselves back. Dan, what do you want our listeners to walk away from this episode with? I would love for our, our audience to try and start looking at failure through a different lens. I understand, because we all feel it, that anytime you take or you think about taking on something new, a new action, doing something different, you're going to feel this sense of, oh, I don't want to look incompetent. I don't want to look like an idiot. I get all that. But I hope that one of the first takeaways is, is that failure is when you derive success only through the outcome. I think the outcome is a small piece of success. I think it's the process that you put yourself through to get to the outcome. It's the journey that you have the courage to embark on that's far more important than the outcome because you're going to learn so much about yourself along the way. I think number two, we have to remove that need for immediate gratification. We have to switch from the short-term view to the long-term view. I think if we start looking too short-term on anything, we get discouraged. 
again, because very rarely is one unit of effort on something new going to deliver one unit of results. More often than not, it's multiple units of effort on something new to deliver even one single unit of a result. And I think that just discourages people because people want to feel that immediate gratification of getting it right or being right. And that that doesn't exist so often with goals or achievements that we've never accomplished. We have to work through all that. So I think long-term view is something else I would recommend for our audience, our listeners. Thanks for listening to Breaking Sales. If you want to get engaged with us outside of this podcast, be sure to go to our website, lapin180.com. That's L-A-P-P-I-N 180.com. And there you'll find information on upcoming workshops, different events we're doing throughout the United States, ways to engage with us on social media, as well as a form where you can suggest topics or guests for the podcast. We want to hear from you, so don't be shy. Kylie out. All right. Do we have another episode?